Hey, everybody, and thanks for listening to Starting a Record Label. If you haven't figured it out by now or you're new, this podcast is about starting a record label. And yes, uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, my living room is a mess for my uh, four-year-old daughter, Penny. Sparkles and glitter, gosh, everywhere. It doesn't come off of anything. But anyway, (laughs) if you could do me a favor, stop and subscribe real quick. You have no idea how much that helps out podcasts because all the big podcasts, whether it be Spotify or Overcasts or Apple Podcasts, they don't do a heck of a lot to help promote podcasts. So um, they like to host them for sure, but they don't definitely don't do uh, a lot for promoting them. And that's something you could do if you enjoy the podcast. Uh, this week, oh gosh, I did so much crap this week. It was crazy. Starting off, I really kind of need to be using my LLC minute meetings. Like I just kind of every week I'll just write down something silly because I mean, I mean, when you have an LLC, you're supposed to have meetings. And so when you have a single member LLC, which is just me, um, you don't have anybody to talk to but yourself, (laughs) which, you know, I figured the podcast kind of does that. (laughs) So I'm like, why don't I just add the meeting minutes into the podcast and like what I'm doing, obviously, with the record label every week, just so we know going forward that we have a copy of the meeting minutes via the podcast. And I mean, to be honest, that kind of was the idea in the first place. Um, I know there's probably going to be some sensitive stuff at some point in time. So obviously I'll be editing some of this, but uh, <laughs> I'm literally just going to spout out some stuff that I need to do. And uh, whatever's left in the podcast is what you get to hear. <laughs> the rest of that stuff might not be good sensitive stuff for <laughs> yeah everybody here bank account info things like that so anyway uh this week i actually started up a, a business bank account uh if you are unfamiliar it does not work exactly the same way as your personal bank account which it kind i mean it kind of does and it kind of doesn't i guess you know a lot of personal bank accounts you do need to have like a minimum amount in the bank, but for business bank accounts, it's generally a lot higher, especially I think for Chase and Bank of America and things like that. Uh, don't quote me on exact everything here. Look it up for yourself because either it might have changed or I could be wrong. Um, and but for both of those and other bigger banks like that, like the Wells Fargo's and the other things, um, I think they have like a monthly fee on most of those larger banks. And I kind of wanted to go with a larger bank because you know. If people are touring and we have debit cards out, you know, it'll just be easier because there's there's ATMs of those things everywhere. Like Wells Fargo and Chase both have and Bank of America, all three of those. Um, they may not be my favorite banks on earth. And in fact, there are definitely reasons for me to not like them that I've had in the past. But uh, they're definitely helpful with finding ATMs and, and that sort. But like what I was saying earlier with the with the amount of money that needs to be in there that they don't charge a monthly fee, say like there's like a 10 to 15 to sometimes more than that dollar monthly fee for just having a bank account. Um, and once you get some on some of those banks, once you get to a certain amount, then that bank account, then they take away the monthly, uh, the monthly fees because I don't know, because <laughs> you have more money in there apparently because they loan that money out to other people. How banking works. But, uh, yeah, and also on top of it, a lot of those major banks have what we call, well, have like transaction fees. And we're not even talking about like credit card 
transaction fees, like you'll have those if you're using credit cards. Like I think it's depending on who you're using, it's 2.9%. Again, don't quote me on that. Depending on who are you, who you're using, Stripe or, or whatever it is, PayPal or, or whatever. But transactions even, uh, bank accounts are going to charge you for every transaction that you make. Unlike in your personal bank account, say if you went to Taco Bell and then you you know went to Walmart and then you went to a comic book store and then you et cetera et cetera, um, they're not going to charge you for those. But for a personal bank or for a business bank account, they generally charge you for those. So at least they give you, I think, I think what I was looking at at Chase and the other large bank ones, I, again, don't quote me on this exact, they give you about 100 to 200 free transactions per month. And, uh, I mean, that's not going to be a big deal at the beginning, but I know down the road that might be a big deal if, you know, we're selling a lot of things and you kind of want to be hopeful. You definitely want to definitely want to think you're going to sell a bunch of things. And so, uh, Following that, I've I considered I considered getting into the chase and whatnot, especially since they're like the right down the street from everybody. Uh, but I chose against that for now because it'll just be another thing eating away the money that I've been putting away. So instead of using a big bank, I started looking for like a bunch of other little banks. There's a ton of like little tiny ones that are starting up specifically for startups. I'm going to actually tag this video in the description, whether this be on YouTube or on you know the podcast website um, or on whatever podcast app you have. But uh, it's this is a video by a guy named Eddie Yoon, I think his name is. And he definitely goes through all the best business checking accounts, the big ones and the small ones. And I chose one of the small ones. I actually chose Mercury. Um, there's I think there's. Axos, Aslo, uh, Mercury, Novo, and I think most of those smaller ones, at the very least, there's no per month fee. There's no transaction fee on, I think, Mercury. And then there's also no uh, overdraft fee, which to me, I'm like, how is this possible? How do they make their money? And I looked them up and they're definitely FDIC insured. So that means... You know, if you got a couple hundred thousand dollars in the bank and the bank goes under, you're going to get that couple hundred thousand dollars back from the government. And because uh, of the government, you know, with the Federal Reserve or from the Federal Reserve, I suppose, um, which isn't a government entity. Conspiracy. No, I'm joking, but not. Anyway, <laughs> um, so, yeah, your money still is safe in these. So I'm trying out Mercury for right now. And that doesn't mean I'm not going to change later, but I love the idea of no transaction fees and I love the idea of no monthly fees. Um, I mean, that's cool that there's no overdraft fees, but I'm the kind of person right now that's completely against um, spending money you don't have. <laughs> so all my credit cards are cut up. We actually just paid off the last one. Um, and that we started that at the beginning of this year. I know this is a little bit of a tangent, but uh, the beginning of this year, I was like, you know what? We can't be doing like, you know, the, this month, the month thing anymore. And I feel like most Americans and I think maybe I guess most people um, have a problem kind of with with budgeting. It's definitely something we weren't taught in <laughs> in grade school, at least. And so uh, at the beginning, beginning of the year, I 
with my wife decided we need to just pay off all of our garbage. And so actually we took a class and it was like Dave, Dave Ramsey class, which, uh, I would completely recommend. Just awesome. Um, it is like a bit religious if you're not religious, but I mean, besides that, all the, all the best information for, for trying to get out of debt. And it was just, it was so helpful because even throughout this crisis, we've been able to kind of put money away on a debt and we think we paid off all of our debts except for our student loans now. And so that's such an amazing feeling, right? You know? So anyway, long story, long, stupid story. Um, the business account is Mercury, obviously. So um, that's cool. And I'm interested to see how it works and see, uh, to be honest, I kind of want to see how they make their money because to me, zero of all those fees kind of gets me questioning. Like, is it just you're using the money as collateral like an old, like a bank usually does? Like you, you put your money in the bank and they actually loan that out to other people through the magic of the monetary system. Um, but we'll see. All right, next part. Uh, next thing we did this week, working on my website. If you didn't uh, listen to the podcast last week, uh, I checked in with my friend Jesse Pennington. He uh, works with medium to large size uh, businesses with websites. And he uses a system called HubSpot, which is, you know, really expensive. Like if you've got a big business, then that's, you know, it's worth it. It's not a Wix. It's not, you know, Squarespace. It's not WordPress. And that's what we talked about. We talked about, hey, which of which of the lower tier things for smaller businesses would be the best to kind of start off with. I'm not going to tell you what I chose because I'm actually doing a YouTube video on that to say, hey, I went through all these and here's what I chose. And I'm still actually in the process of doing that right now. I was like, you know, I need to I need to finish this podcast tonight. So I was creating some websites and I stopped it and I was like, I need to get this this podcast done and out in time for Monday morning. So right now I'm doing the podcast, but I'm also currently working on the website. And Jesse's been a good friend and, and every day, I think, or every other day this week, he's like, hey, what are you doing? Have you finished that yet? Kind of trying to help me along. And uh I definitely really appreciate that. So Jesse, if you're listening, thank you. <laughs> but which would lead me on to the next thing I've done this week. So, so far I started at my bank account. Uh, I was working on my website and <clears throat> the uh, third large portion of what I've been doing this week. And then this final thing is actually took up the majority of my week. Uh, I've been trying to make my own content for a band's life, the, uh, the podcast and video YouTube page. And uh, one of the things uh, besides the um, working on the website thing, which is going to be a video soon, um, the thing I've been working on this week, gosh, Josh, focus, is uh, making a mixing and video editing desk. I've actually you know, been looking for a new desk. I have this raggedy old desk and it is garbage. And uh, my kids usually dump stuff on top of it. Like, hey, dad, I need you to look at this. Or this is dad's. I'm just going to drop it off over here in his desk or whatever. And uh, I hate this desk so much. And the video, I'm sure we'll talk about it. Um, but I need a new one. And so it's going to probably fit in the same little corner that the other one's in. And uh, I just want it to look nice. And I want it to be wood. So uh, I'm making my own. And I know that uh, you can get a, a pretty cheap wood top from Ikea for like a hundred bucks plus, And then you add the legs or whatever that you have on top of it. Um, and I know a lot of YouTubers use this, I think is the Girton Ikea desk. 
to where you can even, I think you can sand it down and stain it um, any way you want, which looks really cool. And um, definitely interested in that. Me being a glutton for punishment, uh, decided, hey, I watch a lot of YouTube videos and saw that people can DIY their own desk like that. So I thought, hey, why not see? Because they were like, oh, it's cheaper. We'll see in the end if it's cheaper or not. Um, so I'll have the desk like, hey, this is the one that I made at home versus the desk that's Ikea. And so it'll be kind of fun to see, you know, for music editing, video editing, computer area desk for for musicians and and whatnot. It'll be it'll be a cool little content piece. So I've been doing that like all week. And, you know, I thought it would take a little bit of time and it took a heck of a lot of time. I think we're on day five now. Um, I'm routing the thing tomorrow morning um, and I'm going to be staining it and sealing it and everything else the next day or so. So, yeah, if uh, if you're interested, hop on over to the Abands Life uh, YouTube page. I'll link that below as well. I think that's always linked below. If you don't know, uh, Abands Life was a podcast that I started a few years ago. Uh, I set out to interview bands and artists and whatnot to see how they're kind of surviving in the new music industry. And uh, what I found out was, A, people don't respond to you ever. Especially bands. Bands are the worst at not responding. Dude, I, I can talk to like huge digital marketing people or whatever, and they'll actually respond to me. Uh, bands don't respond to Jack Squat. Anyway, <laughs> that's what I learned from the first thing I learned. And for number two, um, the ones that did respond and the ones that I got on the podcast, at least most, most of the ones that I got on the podcast I enjoyed and I liked. Um, one, I actually lost all their footage, the last one. Sorry, Noah. But for the most part, people weren't very interested in doing anything new with the music industry. They were kind of still stuck in the idea that, you know, you get signed by a record label. The record label does everything for you. And all you do is sit there and make music. And that's not what I do. And that's not what my record label is going to do. Obviously, you've heard this a billion times. If you haven't, hey, welcome to the you know, welcome to the world of starting a record label and uh, not today, robot. Basically, uh, it's going to be a lot of content, video doing songs all the time, writing songs all the time, releasing songs at least once a month, um, more than writing an album like a year and being done with it. And I know the Spotify CEO came out the other day and basically said the same thing. He's like, hey, people need to be releasing music more often and probably more like single based. And he got like a huge bunch of backlash for it. But that's what the industry is like. Things have changed. And so if you're not into that, then cool. That's totally fine. But uh, that's what I'm doing as a record label. So if you are into that, head on over to nottodayrobot.com. There you can enter in information and uh, fill out the form. Say, hey, what's your website? I'll come and check you out. Kudos to the guys that have sent the, that have sent stuff over because uh, and I've been meaning to send you guys back an email of uh, saying I appreciate it and I, I'm liking a lot of what I hear. Um, I have a giant spreadsheet at the moment of bands and artists that I'm going through and saying, hey, I'm going to start contacting some of these. I really like some of these ones. Some of them I'm kind of sad, like, OK, they're overseas. I wonder how that would work if we if we did do this. And so hopefully in the near future, I'll be having those guys on the podcast. But anyway, the mixing desk. Gosh, Josh, you talk in circles. Um, the mixing desk hopefully will be done and uploaded this week. But that's that's what I spent a large amount of my time and energy on this week because it's a mess 
and you'll see it when the video comes out. One of the last things I did this week, uh, it was probably one of the quickest things I did, and uh, it's pretty funny. I love pop punk and ska even. Like ska from the 90s is kind of what I grew, grew up in and pop punk. And, you know, I, I was in like hardcore punk for a while. All that kind of underground genre I loved so much. And uh, I saw the other day that Chris DeMakes from uh, Less Than Jake, he has a podcast for one. So I'd subscribe to that. But uh, he apparently does songs for people. And so he'll write you a song like, you know, if you want a song for your kid's birthday or for your wife or or whatever. And I even found out that the Pop Punk and Pizza podcast, gosh, say that freaking five times in a row. I found out that their podcast uh, actually had him do their intro song as well. So I'm considering uh, having him do just a short intro song, uh, something like, you know, Josh starts a record label or something silly just to, for the beginning of it. You know, I've been using just some some track I bought a while ago that, you know, you have to worry about uh, using licensing uh, when you're doing podcast stuff. A lot, there's a lot of free YouTube stuff, but it's either corny or it doesn't really fit what we're doing. So, guys, let me know uh, if, if that sounds cool to you. Uh, definitely all my friends grow, that grew up in the 90s and loved Scott uh, have told me that it's a good idea. But I'd like to know from, from you guys. So send me over an email, nottodayrobot at gmail.com, or you know, just, just give me a shout-out. That'd be great on any, any of the social media stuff. All right, let me see if there's anything else for this week. Gosh. Um, oh, I secured a couple of podcasts coming up. Um, but one of the guys is Mike Fasano. He's a drummer. He's really well known. He's an amazing dude. He's a super nice guy. He's the current drummer of Tiger Army. And he's been in a bunch of other things as well as he was kind of the go to for producer Jerry Finn before he passed. He was kind of like the go to for um, setting up drums and whatnot. So he's worked with Green Day and their friends. And it's just he's a really cool dude. And I want to get him on to talk about touring and whatnot being shut down during covid and kind of like what his response is to it and the new and the new music industry. So we'll have him on and talk to him a little bit. But I've also got Brian Bouchelt, who's a, a filmmaker. He's worked with MXPX and the Ataris and a bunch of other people. And I didn't realize it, but he's actually married to one of my friends from high school. So <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Like, oh, hey, how come we've never met before? So we're actually going to meet when we head back home uh, to outside Chicago in a couple weeks. And we're going to do a podcast together. So that'll be fun. Uh, we'll be able to probably talk about the music industry and music videos and how important that is and how important uh, video and such is going to be for the future of musicians. I don't know if you've noticed this by now, but I kind of push that a lot. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for listening and thanks for checking in to starting a record label. I really appreciate you guys. And uh, if you could do me a favor, please subscribe. And if you're interested in the label, send over, uh, go over to nottodayrobot.com and put in your info and I'll be checking you guys out.